Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joby. What you doing? Trying to print out something, and I can't exactly get it to print in color, and I don't know why not. And it came out faded black. <laughs> so what are you printing? Uh, well, today is Jetman's birthday. He is 11, going on 22, 23, and sometimes 5. <laughs> Just depends. I had a little something for him, and I was writing a little thing to put on his um, present. One, my writing, no one could read it, not even me. <laughs> and I uh, thought it'd make it look like I put a little more effort into whatever. So we're going to have lunch with Jack at the uh, Pita Village. Yes. With Jack and Sam and Augie and Cormick. And then we'll end up... Uh, with two of three of them coming back with us. Yes, because Jack's having his own grown-up uh, overnight with his cousin, mm -hmm. Wyatt. They're big buddies, and so they're going to spend some time together. We've been uh, recording very few podcasts recently, and the reason is is because we've been busy as can be. Have you ever been busier than we are now? Well, I'll tell you what, it's a toss-up. Um, when we're in uh, Phoenix, and I'd say starting about now, this time of the year, we've got about a week left, and it should calm down a little, you'd think, because the kids are going to be in school, but it's just only going to get more hectic. But the nice thing is, just two weeks, and John will be here. Mm -hmm. And um, that may be the reason we feel a little hectic. <laughs> it seems like... Uh, as usual, I start to clean up one place so they'll have it all done for them when that gets here. And I've messed up another place. So uh, I'm continually going from mess up E to mess up place. So anyway, yes. Am I wrong by thinking in two weeks they'll be leaving? I know. I know. I, I was so excited about them getting here. And every time I do this, I think of my mother, which I swore I would never kind of adopt some of her <laughs> idiosyncrasies, especially the ones that my kids didn't like. Um, so I try to you, keep it to myself. You don't want to emulate your mother, Betty Payne? Not on these things, because um, my mom sometimes would miss a lot of uh, wonderful things or wonderful moments for this reason I'm going to tell you about right now. Um, she, maybe I wouldn't have been home for, you know, two or three months, and and uh, she's getting to where she would want to, me to come home to see her. And uh, so then I'd figure out a time to go. And so uh, then we would be all excited right up into time to go. And then when I got there, I would be there maybe one day or two out of ten, and she would, I'd say, what's wrong, Mom? And she'd say, it's going too fast, you know. You're, you're going to be going home in just a couple of days. And so then that's all she would concentrate on is that me leaving, not enjoying the time that we had right up until, and then, you know, ball your eyes out and get in the car and, and come back here. Um, so I catch myself doing that, and I did that with John and April. I was so excited about it. It's like they're going to come here, and we're going to keep them for a while. No, no. Um, 
like my mom would say, they get here on Monday and they leave on Friday. What kind of visit is that? <laughs> I'm wanting, you know, a more leisurely thing. Like maybe they can move, you know, a couple streets over <laughs> and, and move the aquarium here and do their business here. Needless anticipation is... Uh is a killer of time and energy and thoughts and joy. Yeah, Yeah, uh, you know, jumping from Monday when they get here and how excited we're going to be, and then uh, all of a sudden let Friday slip in, the sad part, instead of just, you know, hanging on to each day and make it last. So that's one of my bad things. I really do miss when we all lived in the same town or close or at least... um, you know, uh, Sam used to come home every year for Christmas, and John did when there was just, you know, them, wives and husbands, whatever. But when you get to traveling and you have children with you, you know, you're doing twice, three times the airline tickets. Uh, it's harder to find a place to stay, you know, with a relative for five people rather than one or two or whatever, and and it just becomes more complicated. And people, um, you know, I think they're working harder. And I think they're working longer. And uh, both people are working. So there's just, you know, there's no time. There's no time. And I miss that. I miss all the get-togethers. We're not the only apples on the tree because uh, they've got other obligations I once know. they get here. You know, Todd yeah, and, and I miss, Christina I miss. and Kim and... Yeah. Uh, of course, Sam and Joe G. I just think I like the times when we just had a great time, I think, uh, when we were close enough, not not too close to getting each other's hair, but close enough that, you know, my mom would always say, if I can get to you in a day, then that's, you know, don't get away any further than that, because if I can't get to you in a day, if I needed to. And so that's kind of the way I feel. I mean, when we're in North Carolina, we feel like a million miles away. But when you can get in the car at 5 o'clock in the morning and be in Benton at 11 o'clock that night. But you know what? We were just in our <clears throat> earlier age then. Now we can't get to uh, where Dewey to have our <laughs> trailer worked on, which is, what, two hours from here? And we'll get home and we're exhausted. So, kids haven't changed. It's just everything has changed as you get older and that kind of stuff. So, Once uh, John and April get here with the boys, uh, we're the only ones that have beds for each one of them and an extra car that they can run around in and food for them. So, we've uh, got everything that they'll need during that week. Uh, so what let's do is once we get them in, uh, you direct them into the bedroom and show them around, and I'll nail all the doors <laughs> shut. Uh, that that would be okay. But if John and April's uh, little boys are anything like Sam's three little boys, uh, before long we'd be looking for a hammer and uh, what do you call those? A uh, crowbar <laughs> to get the door open and let them out. Yeah. Jake would walk through the door. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. I cannot believe that the last time I saw Jake, I held him in my arms, and he was, what, three weeks old? Now, that's just not right. No. No. 
Also, Todd's uh, flying out. He should be in the air right now going to uh, St. Louis, and uh, Kim will be waiting for him in her new car. Kim's already uh, at the airport. Kim's already at the airport, I guarantee you. Has been there for 24 hours waiting for her boy. At least. She and, is uh, then, waiting for her savior to come and pick her up. Yes, and yeah. then they're going to uh, go back to uh, eat us uh, there on the farm. And uh, Todd's going to do some visiting around the neighborhood for a couple, three, four days. And then they're going to drive back. That'll be a very, very interesting drive back. Uh, what, a, what a treat to get to travel that far with one of your children. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd, I can think of a... I started to say I could think of one that I'd like to trap in a car for about three days, but now that I think of it, I can I can think of at least three or four of them that I'd like to trap in a car. Not together, but together trapped in a car might be fun too. Mm. I'm not sure about that, but yeah. Our kids are so different. The personalities, there's no two personalities the same. No, but then at the same time, sometimes I can look at, say, at my three birth children and see that, oh, my God, you know, they're all three as different as night and day. And then when I look at them again and hear them talk and how they are inside and out, then I think, oh, my gosh, how much alike they are. Mm-hmm. So it, that's strange, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That. You think that there there's no resemblance or no similarities between people, and then you really get to looking at them and, and listening to them, and they, they are a lot alike. I credit your parents and my parents with instilling in us and their kids and grandkids the elimination of family conflicts. We just don't have, we just don't tolerate. My mother never tolerated it, and your mother never did. Well, no, they stirred them up. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean, conflicts? (laughs) You you cannot believe you said that. Uh, (laughs) All you have to do is to get your group of brothers and sisters together in one house. And when you walk in the door, there's conflict. <laughs> I have never been to a gathering of the Brownings that before we left, somebody hadn't tried to chop somebody else's head off. Well, there's personality conflicts, but well, there's not. Yeah. But there's not any any. There's not any deterioration of relationships ever. Oh no, no, no. But I'm. Mean, I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest to the average person on the street that if they went with you to a Browning reunion that there would be no no, um, no yelling and screaming. Well, your brothers and sisters are corrupt is the oh, problem. I know. I know. I, I tell you what, you're always saying that, that you don't like my brothers and sisters. Um, I find them very nice. They're quiet. They're, they keep out of my hair. Um, yeah, and it's funny with the two of us that you were raised with uh, seven screaming people um, that are always uh, begging for the last word. <laughs> and uh, I had none of that. So I don't know which is uh, the best. I can see the best of both worlds, I guess. But um, I think as you get older, sometimes when you're going through some things that you would like to have, 
um, you know, a brother or sister to rely on, but I didn't have that, so I just, I think I put all my energy into my children. My uh, siblings and I spent our time screaming out trying to get attention, and uh, you being an only child got all the attention. Yeah, most people would think that, but I honestly don't think I got any more attention than if there had been another sibling in the house. I would have probably gotten less because there would have been this, uh, oh, well, I... I don't know. This is kind of crazy, I guess. Um, I felt um, sad that I wasn't a boy. One, because we lived on a farm, and a farmer is always proud of his son who's going to take over his position and and do this and do that. And, um, you know, I wasn't a son. And because I wasn't a son, I was a daughter. I was a little more protected from things because back when you and I were growing up uh, you know the guys had the responsibility of doing everything tough or uh, uh, outdoor stuff and the girls stayed in the house that was just what the roles were then of men and women I think you know women did the women thing guys did the guys thing and now you know a woman can do anything she wants to do and be anything she wants to be. And so can a guy. You know, he's not, you know, put in a block anymore either. So I don't know where I was going with that story. <laughs> Other than uh, Kelly became that uh, guy that your dad was looking for, maybe? Oh, my gosh, yes. And there, there, there are a lot alike. Uh, Kelly certainly is a mixture of his father and uh, his grandfather, uh, I'll say more of his grandfather. Uh, yeah. That's all. <laughs> Why you keep waiting for me to say something else? No, I just... Uh, the old uh, radio adage is... is uh, Not to say anything and wait. <laughs> is, is, is don't, don't interrupt silence. Well, I know I'm, I'm feeling a little bit... Um, uh, I want to say watching myself about how much I'm saying now because we just had a guy come in here, uh, a plumber, to check our faucet, and he was from New Jersey. How do you say that? Yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm at. And I thought, if I could tie his hands up around his cute little round body. He would be like a bobblehead in the back of a car. His head would just be going up and down because he would have to move something oh, yeah. to talk. But the nicest guy, and I meant, you know, yeah. So I think that's what it is that I keep, I feel like now that I'm rallying off Ikeas and trying to get my word in. <laughs> so this whole podcast probably should be just eliminated. <laughs> So the world affairs, uh, anything going on that's uh, lighting your fire? I think still people not getting the shot is kind of um, 
weird to me that some people don't want to get the shot because they don't know what the outcome could be, what what it could do to them down the road. Uh, if you're our age, you know, there's not too much road left. So why not be alive for the rest of the time and enjoying what little time you have left? Then you may be killing over and dying tomorrow and missing, you know, something with your family that we've been talking about. Uh, then there's other people, younger people and everything that, and like some of the nurses and stuff, they don't know what it's going to do to their body down the road. But how many of them are smoking a pack of cigarettes every the day? They know what's going to happen to them down the road, but they do it anyway. Uh, how many of them uh, drink too much on a weekend? Uh, or drink every day, or who have an alcoholic problem. They know what that's going to happen to them, but they do it anyway. And I mean, it doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, it just, I, th- I guess people have lost faith in anything to do with government, government agencies, any any big companies, um, because I guess truthfully that they have uh, swindled people, you know, hurt people in different ways, uh, lied to people. Um, so now people just don't have anything besides the good Lord that they can put their faith in. And I seem to think some people have lost even that. Um, I, I just don't understand it, you know, especially the medical profession. You know, I mean, they're seeing people die every day. They're seeing people coming in now that haven't been vaccinated who uh, are coming in and dying. And I, and all they say to me is they, you know, when they're asked, you know, well, what, would the medical field or what would they have to do to convince you that it's okay? They don't know. They don't know. So these people are never going to change their mind. Even they have people who are dying in their family. You know, and they still won't. Do, I don't understand. But you wait. Uh, uh, the government's uh, doing the right thing because they're going to give them money now and people will... They'll probably at the <laughs> before too many more years they'll kill each other for, you know, money. Mm-hmm. You know, a hundred dollars will make you get a shot that you wouldn't take because you're afraid of what it's going to do to you down mm-hmm. the road. But the hundred dollars right now is really, and I guess if you need a hundred dollars, really bad. I can understand that doing something, but. You know, that's not the people that are doing this. This is intelligent people. I mean, educated people, uh, professional people, um, people in the know, as you would say, that are not just walking around, you know, in a cloud. These people study stuff. They read information. They're, you know, advocates in different ways for different things, but they won't do this. It's like they don't want to help out. Other people. I don't know. The adverse possible side effects, not proven, the adverse possible side effects 
cannot be as serious as the definite COVID-19 killing you. Exactly. And you made me just think of it because I've been reading my labels on different things that we eat and also different medications that we take. And they even they even tell you what the side effects could be from taking Tylenol too much. It's going to destroy your kidneys after so long, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I pop two a day sometimes. And then all this other medicine that they say, you know, that could prevent, you know, could make uh, blood clots, could heart attacks, could, you know, all this stuff. And people just, they do that. They take that. Yeah, your commercial has 15 seconds of benefits for a drug and 45 seconds of the downside of what it's going to do to you negatively. Yeah, and I bet if you ask the person, okay, uh, we're going to play this commercial and turn it off and then say, we're going to wait five minutes and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the commercial. And we say, you know, say it's a Tylenol commercial. What did you see? Uh, Why would you take that? Well, it gets rid of my headaches, you know. And, okay, well, what about the side effects? They probably don't even hear the side effects Mm -hmm. because by then... In their mind, the commercial's over. They saw Tylenol, they saw whatever, and then your mind has gone on to something else. You're not listening to the rest of it. And even if you do listen to the rest of it, you don't say, well, I'm not going to do that because some way down the road, I could have a heart attack. See, so I don't understand people's logic. Are we uh, conjuring anything of joy that we can close <laughs> out with? Yes, I was thinking, uh, <laughs> yes. Absolutely, but you're the one that asked the question about something bleak in today. Oh my gosh, yes. Joy, uh, I got a lot of crazy stuff, Joy. I've got uh, pumpkin seeds uh, growing on my uh, table, and I thought I was doing it for uh, Jack, and um, just because Joji gave them to me too, to plant because uh, he knows how crazy Sam and I are about all these crazy colors and shapes of pumpkins for uh, Thanksgiving and Halloween. <clears throat> and uh, I I about decide that I'm growing them because I want to. <laughs> and it gives me fun. I went to dollar store and spent a whopping uh, $2 on two uh, plastic uh, hummingbird feeders that will probably melt before tomorrow in the sun. But so excited to put those up, and already I've seen a couple of hummingbirds buzzing around. Yes, in my backyard, I have a hubby who has just been working his head off, and the backyard looks so pretty, and um, I'm thrilled and excited beyond belief. People shouldn't get this excited about going to lunch with uh, their grandkids and uh, their daughter today to celebrate Jack's birthday. Um Oh, I could go on all day long, like we were talking. We're excited that about hubby in the backyard. Let's yeah. go back there. Uh, what do you do to to uh, well it's thank not, him? It's, it's not really my hubby. It's just some you know homeless guy that I saw walking down the street. He, he looked pretty good, kind of old, but I mean he looked like he could do a good day's work, and uh, he didn't talk very much, and. Uh, no, I was just kidding. It was you, hun. 
No. Oh, yeah, I could go on all day about good stuff. Okay, with that, let's say adios, amigos. <laughs> and, uh, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I don't think anything so. Anything on a Friday, my favorite day of the week. Yes, I'm looking forward to lunch. We're going to have sushi today. Jack is a connoisseur of sushi and all that kind of stuff, so that's what he wanted for his lunch, and I'm so thrilled that that's what he wanted and so thrilled that they've invited us to go. I've got a quiz for you. Mm-hmm. Why is Friday my favorite day of the week? Payday? No, because it's the day after Thursday <laughs> and the day before Saturday. Oh. So long, darling. Okay, I'm going to have to think about that for a while. <laughs> Bye. Well, check your calendar. Okay, will do. I love you, sweetie. Love you, hon. Bye-bye.